Wednesday, July the 22nd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Britain's Russia report and Trump's coronavirus briefings redux. First, the world in brief. A British parliamentary committee published a long-awaited report concluding that the country failed to prepare or conduct any proper assessment of Russian attempts to interfere with the Brexit referendum in 2016. The report warned that Kremlin interference was the new normal in British life. The document was finished nearly 18 months ago, but the British government refused to release it before last year's general election. An armed civilian in western Ukraine released 13 hostages after persuading President Volodymyr Zelensky to espouse the virtues of Earthlings, a 2005 documentary narrated by Joaquin Phoenix. The movie, like the hostage taker, was concerned with animal rights. Having spoken with the gunman, Mr Zelensky released a short video encouraging people to watch the film. He removed it once the man surrendered. President Donald Trump resumed his coronavirus press briefings after a three-month hiatus with the admission that America's epidemic will get worse before it gets better. Its daily death toll now tops 1,000. The briefing was shorter and more scripted than its predecessors, which would often descend into rambling, for instance wondering whether injecting household disinfectant might treat COVID-19. And Mr Trump signed a memorandum to prevent undocumented immigrants from being counted when congressional districts are next redrawn. The plan will likely end up in court. America's constitution says representation must be based on the number of people living in each district. In 2019, the Supreme Court blocked the president's attempt to include a citizenship question in the census. America's FBI indicted two Chinese men for hacking laboratories conducting COVID-19 vaccine research. It says Li Xiaoyu and Dong Jiazi were working for Chinese intelligence services and for profit. The pair also compromised the accounts of Chinese dissidents overseas, including Hong Kong activists, according to the charge sheet. Last week, China's embassy in Washington denounced accusations of cybercrime as absurd. LinkedIn said it would cut around 960 jobs, some 6% of its workforce. The professional networking platform makes money from advertising and recruitment fees. Both have softened amid the COVID-19 crisis. Fewer firms are willing to splash out on ads and hiring has slowed. The company will cut positions across its sales and hiring divisions globally. And new data illuminated British shopping habits during the pandemic. Grocery sales rose by 16.9% in the 12 weeks to July 12th to a record £31.6 billion, $40 billion, according to Kantar, a market research company. Tea and coffee sales in the past month were up by £24 million and biscuits up by £19 million, compared with the same period last year. And now, here's today's agenda. Can't buy me love. Denmark and America. Jeppe Kofod, Denmark's foreign minister, said he looks forward to meeting Mike Pompeo, America's Secretary of State, in Copenhagen today, on one of his few visits in this unusual time. Unusual indeed. Danish-American relations hit a rare low last year when Donald Trump mused aloud about buying semi-autonomous Greenland from Denmark. Denmark's Prime Minister, Meta Fredriksson, called the idea absurd. Mr Trump bemoaned her nasty reply and cancelled a visit just two weeks away, for which preparations had begun. Mr Coford reiterated last week that America is Denmark's closest ally, and Mr Pompeo will meet Ms Fredrickson. Trade, COVID-19 and security will be on the agenda, as will Hong Kong. Mr Pompeo stopped by London to bolster support for America's stiffening anti-Chinese policies. Arctic affairs will be discussed too. 
America's Air Force has an important base in Greenland. So perhaps to make a point, Greenland's foreign minister has been invited as well. Moment of truth. Britain's Russia report. Priti Patel, Britain's Home Secretary, will today be asked to take questions in Parliament about the scale of alleged Russian interference in the country's election systems. A long-delayed report by Parliament's Intelligence and Security Committee published yesterday concluded that the government failed to respond to evidence that Russia had sought to influence the outcome of the Scottish independence referendum in 2014. The committee called on Britain's intelligence services to investigate whether similar attempts had been made to influence the Brexit referendum two years later. The report also claims that British governments have welcomed oligarchs with open arms and criticises political parties for accepting donations from Russians with links to Vladimir Putin's administration. The British government, which is accused of attempting to delay the release of the report, said there was no need to hold an investigation into the Brexit vote. The Russian government said the report was Russophobia. Wish you were here. Subsidies for holidays. Few sectors have been hit as hard by the COVID-19 pandemic as travel and tourism. The OECD, a club of mostly rich countries, forecasts that international tourism will fall by 60% globally in 2020. Several governments are looking to a radical policy to revive tourism, paying subsidies directly to holidaymakers. Perhaps most ambitious is Japan's go-to-travel scheme, which launches today. Up to 1.3 trillion yen, $12.6 billion of taxpayers' money, will be spent offsetting half the cost of domestic trips for any travellers, foreign or resident, in Japan. Similar plans are being implemented in Iceland, Italy, South Korea, Taiwan and Thailand. But many who live in the tourist hotspots oppose such schemes, especially in Japan. The fear is that travellers could bring COVID-19 back to their areas. In a poll published on Monday, 80% of Japanese said it was too early to launch the go-to-travel scheme. Only 15% thought it was appropriate. Cloud9 Microsoft leads off tech results The world's largest software vendor opens big tech's earnings season today. Facebook is up on July 29th, and the 30th will be a AAA affair with Alphabet, Google's parent, Amazon and Apple all reporting. The results will give a better idea of the pandemic's impact on these firms. Much of the previous quarter had not been affected. Chances are good that Microsoft has done well. It is less exposed to markets in which the virus has made a dent, including online advertising, Facebook, Google, hardware, Apple, and e-commerce, which would be doing great but for growing costs, Amazon. Analysts expect revenue of $36.4 billion, up from $33.7 billion the same quarter last year. Still, earnings are predicted to be down, from $1.71 to $1.38 per share. Microsoft benefits from growing demand for cloud computing. Yet at some point the firm is likely to suffer, as customers are expected to slash spending on conventional software. Big Bug Ant Group's IPO Shanghai's star market, an exchange focused on technology, celebrates its first birthday today. It is a happy one. With $9 billion raised so far this year through IPOs, it is running second to Nasdaq, the American venue it seeks to rival, in the league table of exchanges. Star should soon get a big boost. Ant Group, the financial services arm of Alibaba, an e-commerce giant, is planning a dual listing on Star and Hong Kong's exchange that could be the world's biggest ever IPO. The company was last valued at $150 billion during a private funding round two years ago. Listing even a small portion of its shares could place it above Saudi Aramco's IPO last year, the largest yet at $26 billion. 
Ant's IPO would make Star an even bigger playground for speculators. So far, nearly all IPOs on it have surged on listing, before sometimes falling by double digits. Ant's original investors, meanwhile, should pocket a healthy profit. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Indro Montanelli, who died on this day in 2001. Men do not know how to appreciate or measure luck except that of others. Their own, never. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.